Hello everyone, I am back once again, a little sooner than um, usual, I have to get a better pace here, I'm really trying to make an update every weekend, but sometimes it's a little hard to find a topic to talk about, and for today, I am sitting on the stupid stool here, it's not a chair, it's just a stool that I bought 20 years ago and it's still it's still here it still hasn't you know fallen apart <laughs> and uh, I don't really invest much in furniture these days I just I try to build everything myself uh, mostly you know cupboards and stuff like that and shelves I do myself which I have mentioned in a, a, a podcast a long time ago and um, for today the reason why I wanted to talk to you guys um, is not because of Gabriel. I'm still listening to, to the new track, though. I'm still amazed. I think The Court is one of the best tracks that he has produced in years. Um, I'm going to get... I will come back to that, and also to the new Blood Tour and the Scratch My Back material that he has done several years before. I can't... I sometimes really can't fathom how fast time travels. Right, I mean, I'm like almost 44 this year, and Mr. Gabriel is like 73. He just had his uh, he celebrated his his 73rd birthday on February 13th, just a few days ago. So that was kind of cool. I didn't really celebrate it all that much on my own. I do sometimes. I just stick to myself. I, there's not much I can do for the man except support him for his work. So of course I buy his material. You know, but um, more than enough fans have sent him birthday wishes, I think. You know, I can just sit back and enjoy what he gives us because I have not much to give him, obviously. And, you know, I don't think that he's, he's asking for it. He's, I think, thankful if anyone still, after all these years, is interested in his material since he's not enjoying the same superstar status that he uh, he used to do during the 80s and 90s. So I guess that has declined to some degree. He's still well known, of course, but it's not the same era. Times have changed dramatically, especially in the music industry in the last 20 years. There's a lot to learn and a lot to discover, not always the most positive. But, you know, who cares? Right now, I am thinking about an article that I've read yesterday, and I kept digging on the subject, and I found more articles. Um, linking the article to you will not be of great importance. You can find this easily on Google if you, if you look for it, and I'm talking about the current development and decline of users for Tinder. And if you remember... I did, you know, I did tear Tinder down and tried it myself a couple of times. We talked about the great disadvantage of why, you know, people use Tinder and the consequences of Tinder, the way that people behave online, especially women these days. And they're scouring for the, the top 10 or 5% of men, if that's even enough. It could be less, you know. And... Um, Currently, which kind of surprises me that it happened this fast, and there's a reason why, which I didn't know before, is that Tinder has been, first of all, gaining massive popularity in Germany alone during the COVID days. 
So as you can imagine, people, you know, falling in the trap of being in a lockdown because the government says so. That's a topic in and of itself. I don't want to scratch it too much. I hated those days. Even though I wasn't really, you know, a victim of these lockdowns, I didn't care. I had someone to date and bang in the meantime, to be frank, but I'm just saying, you know, it was I didn't care. And for those who were single or still are single like me, they wanted to mingle a little bit. They wanted to get out more in clubs, more in bars and stuff like that. Everything was closed. So they started looking online and got more into Tinder than ever before. So obviously, you know, lots of, lots of people got together for a short period of time because Tinder is and still is well known for its one-night stand policy. But now... Things have changed, and that's not just because people are getting sick of using Tinder because it's fucking boring to look just for one-night stands, especially for women, which is kind of funny. It's really funny if you think about it, but I'll, I'll get to that later. Current development has it that um, other app developers, other services like Bumble and Hinge are being used much more, at least in Germany. I'm not sure about the other countries. I just read about Germany. I'm going to make that clear in this podcast so that if people click on it and speak the English language and live in this fucking state and fucked up country, they can read all about it, okay? They can do their own research and judge upon this subject as much as they want. And to my surprise... Um, it looks like most people already learned their lesson the hard way that, you know, fast-paced relationships do not exist on Tinder. It's not about relationships. It's never about relationships, at least not here. It's really just about the casual connection between two people. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, gay or straight or whatever. It's just, it's always the same. You can find um, others. Uh, scenarios, exceptions, I'd like to say. I was thinking of that word, exceptions. I couldn't really remember. <laughs> Maybe I am drinking too much today. Who knows? I am having the last drops of red wine before I open up a bottle of white wine, by the way. Just to make that clear, I am back on my alcohol adventure trip. Not too much, though. I'm just enjoying it. Otherwise, it would, I wouldn't be capable of even switching on the microphone here, or even yet alone start the app to record. Uh, anyway, while Tinder is still being well known for its uh, casual dating, one-night stands, Hinge and Bumble claim to not be, and their systems work differently. Now, I'm not sure which was which. I forgot to... Uh, to memorize those details, but I do know that one of them at least, or both of them are advertising with the idea that you're looking for a long-term relationship. You're not looking for one-night stands, you're looking for the real deal. So they're, they're more focused on that to keep you, um, keep you occupied and keep you challenged to talk or at least look for contact for that specific someone that you're interested in and not just you know, doing some cheap moves and stuff like that. And one of these apps, maybe it was Hinge, I don't know, they, they, one of them designed their platforms 
in such a way that if uh, a like or a connection has been established between two people who like each other, then it's it, it comes down to the responsibility of the woman to make the first move and contact that person. And if she doesn't, in 24 hours, that contact, this match, has been deleted or will be deleted. So that is an interesting aspect of it all that might sound a bit more positive, but it still scares the fuck out of me because I do not believe this is a good development. Why? Because it seems like people have totally forgotten how communication works these days. And it proves once again that just because Tinder is starting to fail in Germany, at least for now, until they can pick up the pace again and try to keep their members with different techniques and changes in their software. But even if that's the case, uh, Bumble and Hinge have been well established in the meantime. I think Hinge even has, um, since th this year or the previous year, a staggering rate of 140% more users than before. That's quite a high number. So um, what does that mean, first of all? Why is it concerning? Why does it scare me? Like I said, first of all, it doesn't look like we know what we're doing. Um, by that, I mean we're lo still looking online for the love of our lives. There is a chance. Yes, there is. It's not all just fake. It's not all just scammers and idiots online who just want to send you dick pics and stuff, stuff like that. You do find maybe sincere people. The reason why I am criticizing this so, so heavily and so strongly is that even if you try to maintain contact to these people, it's only through this digital wall where you don't even know the person. And it, still, what I'm trying to get at is that you still have to meet that person in real life, then still decide for yourself if there is actually, if this is compatible or not, if that person is actually worth your time or not. And by that, I've also noticed that most people have still high expectations of their future partner. Okay. And I do not believe for a second that just because members of Tinder are like disappearing and deleting their accounts and lots of young women have left Tinder as far as this article goes. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but you can test it yourself. And now we're looking for alternatives to look for a better match or at least for more serious dating if that's actually a thing but here's the thing here's something that i do not understand first of all all these women going on tinder browsing through thousands and thousands of profiles of men um mostly just loving the attention then keeping those guys warm by sending small messages, small information, just to, 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 to not remove them from the hook, to, to, to keep them for whatever purpose, for the attention, I would say. And then communicating properly with maybe 1% of their matches and maybe even dating and fucking them. So, you know, there's, that is something that was at least still high in, in, in numbers. That was still something that was relevant during the COVID days. It was relevant before, and it's still relevant now. doesn't matter if users in Germany are disappearing or not. In our society, the same stakes, the same exceptions, and, and level of communication have stayed the same, just like in America. I don't think it's any different. I have no reason to, and this is a good example of why you should stay the fuck away 
from apps like this. And I know it's, it's, it's a lot for me to say that because I am using um, an Asian dating site. And that's the reason why I'm doing it. I'm not preaching a double standard, but the communication quality is much more positive for me on my experience with Asian women, especially Filipinos in, in this test, or at least I, I am looking forward to meeting someone. So there, there is at least that. I'm going to talk about that maybe later if I have more information for you. But until now, or for now, all I can say is the, my experience was much more positive there, even though... I have encountered many scammers and people trying to get your money, lying to you, fake accounts and stuff like that. You have that on every platform. Okay, it's impossible to get rid of these people. I don't know how. At least for now, until some other solution comes along. That's still the case. It's one of the hardest things to get rid of, these, these idiot scammers. But if I compare the experience to what I've tried over the years in... in in, in Germany and with all these apps and online dating sites. It's always the same. It's, it's really, it wasn't that bad like 20 years ago when I tried it for fun, sometimes trying to get to know some people. The results were rather mixed. I didn't do much dating at all back then. It was just an experimentation for me personally to get socially contacted or uh, not, that's the wrong sentence, but socially in contact with people to uh, just for my own sake you know to have to have more people to talk to than just my friends family and co-workers I wanted some some people outside of my realms outside of my state and city far away so I can have like this global feeling of networking going on which did work to some degree and today I have to say I have more positive experiences meeting people through a video game obviously than um than any dating site. So with the exception of this Asian dating site or dateinasia.com, that's the, the, the website, it, it works better than I expected and you find decent people out there. You have to be patient, but you find decent people. So that's cool. Um, I never had the experience with, with any of these apps so far, like Tinder and the other ones. I haven't tried Bumble or Hinge, and I, I will not. I will absolutely not try these. I tried Tinder twice, that was enough. But, I mean, back to the, the original uh, claim that I'm making is that while I'm, I'm looking at these, these, these profiles and people behaving very awkwardly by just selecting the best of the best in Tinder, why the fuck should that change just because they left that platform and walk over to another one? I mean, if they are forced to contact one of their matches, they can still have other matches, right? You can, you can still select who is the, the nicest guy of the bunch and keep him in your private contact list and collect these men on your phone if you have their real phone number or other personal information. Um, I don't see a trend that proves to me that these applications are going to fix modern-day dating. No fucking way they're not. Just because you have different options in a different kind of system doesn't mean that you're really looking honestly for the real deal. And we know from observation, from data, from modern day life of women, that most of these women are good at lying anyway. Okay? And especially in their lifetime of being 20 years old, 25, 30, up to 40, and then it's over. 
I really think after 40 it's over. They all hit the wall. It's, it's, just, it's done. It's completely done. And uh, I'm not saying that men don't do the same. Of course, men lie. They, we lie. I'm not saying that I do, but <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it's safe to say that people lie on both sides. But I would argue that women are much cleverer in lying, or at least telling you what you need to know in order to stay interested in her, not the other way around. Men lie mostly about primitive things. We lie about our status, our the job we have, the occupation, the looks, of course, that happens, of course. They lie with their sports activities. If they're, in truth, just a lazy bastard, don't do anything. They have no abs, they have nothing. Maybe even a poor diet, and they just tell everything they want to in order to convince the person that something is wrong. Uh, to convince the person that nothing is wrong. And then they find out everything was wrong. So that is basically what most men are doing when they're trying to cheat their way through just to get someone in the sack. And with women, it's a bit different. They lie to you by, by not all of them, but I would say that on these platforms, a vast majority of them lie to you to fake interest in you. And that alone is trigger enough to make you fall into the trap of being maybe the chosen one. While many, many, many other men in the background are still on her list to be checked, to be like uh, preferred for talking or even dating or more than that. And I don't see why this is any different on all the other platforms. There is really no reason. The mindset of the modern day woman in this respect, in this aspect, and I'm only talking right now about Germany, maybe America, does not change just because she's going to a different app. There is a possibility that you find a decent person who is really looking forward to have a partner because, and I argue this until I fucking die, most women cannot stay alone at all. They can't. It's not possible. They go berserk, okay? Most men can stay alone. Why? They have things to do. That's the simple answer. That's the truth. And we talked about this before. I argued this many times. Men are very, well, I would say unrealistically a victim of, uh, let's say, massive depression that comes from being lonely. Or be, not lonely, but from being alone. Lonely and alone are two different things. And if a man has options in his life, he has goals, he has hobbies, he has special interests and all that. I talked to various different women in my lifetime, not just online, real life too. And most of them, most of them, and I am not lying, they had no hobbies. They had none. The only hobbies they had, if anything at all, which was remotely tolerable or at least on a, on a good healthy level understandable is reading novels why most women find reading much more entertaining than watching a movie or playing a game or listening to radio and stuff like that or tv shows okay the medium book is still attractive after all these years mostly because the women find more pleasure in imagining the setup the, the the scenario that they're reading about the novel much more entertaining they can dive into the story of course logically instead of just being passively in front of a tv set and watching some fucking show while as for men it it varies more often there are some men who love reading a lot and there are a lot of men who just love movies much more 
in, in today's world, it might be 50-50 when it comes to women about this topic. But still, the majority of customers for buying literature are still women. So um, that hasn't changed. That's the number one hobby. Everything else, if, it, if you're lucky, you find a woman that actually does sports. You can consider that to be a hobby. And then, it's get, then it gets really, really, really difficult. Okay, You don't hear much about women having a hobby like carpenting or painting. Not as much. Some do painting, some do drawing, but that's mostly the younger generations, not the older ones. There are exceptions. Yes, of course, I know that. But that's not really the point. But what about something else? What about construction? Men love to construct. We love to power tools. We love to build and create and craft and renovate stuff. Women don't do that so much in the end, even hobby-wise. They don't. A, f a few percent for sure, and they're pretty good at it. No questions asked, okay? No doubt. That's not the argument. The argument is that most men do this in their hobbies, in their free time. Women don't, okay? So, um, and we also talked, like, last podcast, when it's about partying and going out, that's one of the so-called hobbies of women. Men, not so much, you know? I mean, why would we? We have things to do, right? And so it always comes down to one kind of, one behavior, um, a pattern that you can see in, in behavior of most women nowadays on, on the planet, I would say. <laughs> and even if, you, you know, if I talk to younger generations, like below, I think somewhere below my age for sure, around 30, maybe below 30, um, their hobbies are pretty much all the same. If number one is going out and meeting friends, going out, meeting friends, going out, meeting friends, going shopping. Why? <laughs> Come on. Clothing, fashion, all that stuff. It's the number one thing to do for a woman. Not all women, but the majority, absolutely. There's no discussion. This has not changed. This will never change. And I mean, it's good that way. We have like, you know, we have businesses that depend on women to buy their crap. And it works. It works just fine. There's a woman who has like two pair of shoes. There are women who have eight, 10, 15, 20 pair of shoes. It happens to men too, but not as often. Absolutely. I would, there is no argument. I'm sorry. There's nothing that can contradict this. Anyway, the reason I'm saying this is because um, I see this proof in, in many, many occasions that most women have no idea what to do with themselves. So it's, it's staggering to me if they are looking online for validation, you know, to be, to be loved, to be affectionate to others, to be like the, the dream woman for some guy, reading all these fine compliments and all this, this stuff and you know, maybe even receiving gifts of some sort, maybe digital, maybe real even, and still not being able to settle down and just choose one and, and try to do it with this guy. And if it doesn't work, then maybe look for another one. Instead, they just like to taste the chocolate, taste the candy, have some fun, and move on. And a lot of men do that too. But like I said, I mean, there's a wall coming for everyone. It comes from men in a later part in life. But for women, it comes much sooner. I mean, some women hit, some women actually hit the fucking wall when they're 30 and become desperate. 
you know, and just they're they're looking for for an excuse as to why it has come to this that they're still single at age thirty or thirty five. And um, like I said before, I do not believe this trend is going to change just because these apps are there, Bumble and Hinge. There is no reason for that. First of all, the mindset is still the same. Um, they might feel that there is a chance of getting someone who will take care of them financially through through these applications if they're lucky enough to find somebody. That's also an issue. The money issue has not changed in Germany at all. And uh, I do remember reading an article where it said that um, there were many women, especially younger ones, who were interested to meet a man, to live together with him, to share an apartment to make life easier. So that's the kind of new modern prostitution that some of them are doing to make their lives easier because it's too hard now to financially stay alive as a single woman, single mom, even, of course, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was, you know, that's what I mean. This kind of, of behavior is strikingly offensive towards any intelligent man whatsoever to even believe that some people can change or at least find a different kind of validation, a different kind of, of, um, of strategy to put themselves on display by focusing only on money and how to get more money, how to live easier, better, have a better life, a better quality of life, and still maintaining the, their, their sex appeal towards men, to still be liked and validated. It's sickening to me that this is still the case. And um, Tinder will fall eventually to, to their knees and be forced to change their, their structure completely to be more focused on, on these long-term relationship stuff. But like I said, I don't believe this. I don't buy this shit. I really don't. Um, and the reason for it is because I don't think that people actually know what it is that they're doing. I read in the article that these apps were basically designed and, and aimed at these millennial generations. In, in other words, people who are a bit younger than me, I suppose. And that's because none of these people have any social skills whatsoever. A few of them, perhaps, but I think most of them using these, these applications have no idea how to talk to people. It goes for men just the same as it goes for women. The lack of communication, the primitive quality in communication, and the expectations behind it are ludicrously high. And it makes no sense at all to even deal with this shit and give these apps a chance because you will deal with all this crap later on. It's, it's not going to be fun to dig, to dig through all these profiles just to be proven right or wrong once again. And this is the reason why I said it scares the fuck out of me. It's not going to change anything. I don't believe that. There is no positive development for me because the more we progress into the future, the more we are dependent upon these applications to find social connections. Now, I can still find social connections outside by, I don't know, going shopping, bumping into people, or just asking for directions if I need to. You know, I could also go into a club, but it's the clubbing is not really getting to know anybody. It's just passing the time looking for a fuck buddy, I suppose. 
And you have a bar, of course, you have cafes, you have places to go to, like um, some kind of public parties and some celebration events. That's, of course, a possibility, and maybe it works out for the better. But even then, I think, from this point of view now, from from the way that we have been developing ourselves uh, socially, we are just decaying mentally absolutely decaying we're falling down the stairs here into into a well i don't think that it's going to be easy for this generation younger generations and the new generation kids growing up to even find a way through this this social mess this awkwardness of meeting people most people especially younger ones um teenagers these days without internet without their mobile phones without these chat uh, uh, applications and all this kind of stuff social media they're lost this is the only way they can maintain contact with their friends because they don't know how without it again i'd like to say not all of them it's not so bad in all parts of the world or parts of germany but this this development proves that this trend is correct and we're going towards this this area. Uh, children are not learning properly how to deal with people, how to deal with negative experiences and positive experiences at the same time. The contrast between the two is not visible to them at all. All they feel is the fear and the pain from being rejected if, if things don't go their way. And it makes it easier when you go online. If you don't like someone, that fucker is gone. One click and, you know, no trouble at all. In real life, it doesn't work like that. In real life, there is still communication involved. And if you feel uncomfortable, you have to address the situation somehow and learn how to deal with it. And young people are not doing that. At least I don't see many of them achieving that kind of, uh, let's say, social progress and getting gaining experience from these from these practices and experimentation that you see in everyday life. A lot of these kids have trouble even communicating with people who are on the phone or, or you know, even f- people in my age have, have trouble or fear of talking to people on the phone, which is really, I know where it comes from, but it's baffling that it has become so much worse these days. And now you have these dating apps for fuck's sake. And they're not taking away this problem at all. They're just adding new problems to the material, to the people, and to the topic, and how to get to know someone. And even if you get to know somebody and you finally make some real contact, uh, you know, it's the same trouble all over again. It's always the same stuff. I don't believe that they can deal with this challenge, if you will, of dealing with the good and the bad sides of every human being. Nobody's perfect. There is no dream boy out there. There is no dream woman out there. It's all bullshit. You just meet people as they are, with all their their assets, all their their abilities, their their quirkiness, their the mistakes they make, um, the flaws they have of, of some kind. And many people cannot look past that to see the good stuff, if there is good stuff to be found. So I do not believe for a second that these that these applications will fix anything at all. They might change the color of online dating. They can change the tactics, the feel perhaps, or make you give you a different kind of experience, making you believe that this might work out. 
but still, it, it still comes down to one thing. You're not actually talking to the person. The first contact is just on your fucking phone. No less, nothing else. There's just this stupid swiping, liking, maybe some communication. This is supposed to be the future? Fuck off. This can't be the future. I mean, like I said, I made positive experience so far with the aging dating sites. And that's because of one thing only, the cultural difference. Women over there are much, much more open, less critical. They're curious about you as a person. They want to know new things. They want to learn something new. They might even want to learn your language. This is a different kind of respect, a different kind of communication. Don't expect too much, but at least be kind to them and try to, you know, make a good impression and show that you're interested in them. You will be surprised, believe me. But if you do this in Germany, this is a completely different kind of ball game. There is no ball game. This is just a waste of fucking time. And this is, I don't see how this is going to change for now. If you're wise, you might try out these apps. You might have some fun with it. Maybe you actually do meet someone in real life through these apps. Fine. If you have the chance to do that, go ahead. I don't care. But it still comes down to, to the fact that these apps should not exist in the first place. It should be easier to walk out on the street and just talk to people or go into a club or go to a bar, to a party, uh, see some friends and stuff like that. Not that it's important for me personally. I kind of, I just, well... How should I say? I don't want anyone. I really don't. I mean, there is a chance that I might bump into somebody, maybe here, maybe in Asia, I don't know, uh, who just 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 touches me in such a positive way and impresses me so much that I want to keep that person somehow, keep her in my life. That could be possible. There is a chance. There's always a chance. But I'm not expecting it. Not yet anyway. Maybe sometime in the future. But um, here, in Germany, forget it. Absolutely forget it. The topic still remains the absolute same. Uh, most German women are focused on their own freedom, their career options, which is fine. They can do whatever job they want. I don't mind. I really don't. But if they're looking for a counterpart, the money has to be there. The status has to be there. Uh, for some, even a good-looking car. Others are looking for an attractive man, a sporty man, fit, healthy, ripped, you know, the, 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 the famous abs shit and all that kind of crap. We have that. And it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an alarming development, I think. It's, I don't know how long it will take until the current, the, the current um, generations will all fall to their knees. Because from, from my point of view, the way I see this, and many other people agree with me on this, the current development proves to me, or at least it shows, that these generations will just walk all against the wall and be unhappy, depressed, unhappy, bitter, unsatisfied. And most of them will be women. And then their voyage and their lives are over. They will keep drinking a lot of alcohol, more than I do, believe me, because they don't know what to do with their private lives. They will buy some cats and dogs because who needs men? They have pets now, right? And that's it. They will just grow old, bitter, um, fight against, against nature, fight against aging for whatever reason. 
fighting against gravity for whatever reason, and all that. You know, it's it, it will be the end of the line for them. I don't think that most of these 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 people will ever find true happiness, whatever shape or form they're looking for. And um, it might be possible, maybe, once these these victims, if you will, I call them victims because they don't know any better. You know, they have they have they have been born in a time where they had to deal with social problems, with self doubt, depression, fear. Uh, pressure from all sides, and then growing up into this digital world, uh, the online world, and still not learning a thing or two about how to to survive or become a better person for your own sake to find happiness, you know. So this is like a lost generation for me. I think they're all going to be, most of them anyway, will just be tossed into the trash through time itself, not through an outside force, just time. They will grow old and that's it. There's nothing left. This might happen to me too if uh, I will not change my current mindset. But I am just a person who is not happy in a relationship. I never was. You know, I talked about this. I'm a special kind of person <laughs> when it comes to this because I have to be creatively completely free. Otherwise, I can't be happy. But uh, there's a podcast about that too a long time ago when I started this bullshit. But for everyone else who has like a normal life, let's say, um, there is not really a positive option for true happiness because everyone seems to be more materialistic than ever before. So when these generations pass, the younger ones growing up might learn a thing or two differently if society lets them develop in the proper way without social media, without too high expectations, without manipulation from universities or other schools trying to indoctrinate some kind of ideology into their brains than, you know, growing up without any any option anymore in their lives. Just expectations, but no options, nothing really productive or progressive on their own. It's just, you know, everyone is privileged now. So I think that even with new apps in time, in future, I'm expecting to uh, to see proof that all of these platforms will eventually push people over the edge and let them fall on their faces and realize that this online stuff is not working. The other option is that maybe everyone has learned something from their mistakes to not be too judgmental, to not have too high unrealistic expectations and maybe stop lying about it and coming to a more realistic level and just accepting people for who they are and not looking for the best looking stud on the market or for the richest guy in the douche, uh, in, in, <laughs> in, in the douche bag? No, for the richest guy on the platform or in the world. Um, it's really, to me, it's like a joke when I read about this. You know, it's like, um, it's, it's, it's being celebrated that, that platforms like Bumble and Hinge exist. They shouldn't be celebrated. Why, why would you celebrate shit like this? It makes no sense. You should celebrate the fact that people outside are capable of walking around without killing themselves, without dying from diseases, and still be capable to shake hands and say, hi, how do you do? That is something that is positive and something to look forward to or even work for that it's still possible to do this. To ensure that there is you know, social freedom 
in the world, that you can still go up to people without being too afraid of it because you're ready and you've learned about it. You're just willing openly to deal with people, whoever they are. Bad apples are everywhere. You can learn to deal with them or just ignore them. But if you have high expectations, once again, forget it. You have no future. None of you have. I don't have any high expectations. The only thing I can, I can still say to people, I'm going to keep saying this over and over again, whenever I touch the subject about men versus women and the other way around, looking for happiness, for fuck's sake, the only person in the world that can make you happy is you. No one else. Everything else is a blatant lie. It doesn't exist. It never has existed. It's all bullshit. None of it is, is true. The only thing that can happen is that you share your happiness with someone else. And from that, it, it can possibly turn into a fruitful relationship. But if you depend your happiness on someone else, you're dead. There is nothing to be found. And that's exactly why I'm saying that these generations who are all walking towards a wall because they think they deserve better. Well, you don't, fuck not. You don't. You don't deserve any better. That's the life you wanted. You screw around, you bullshit other people, you lie about yourself, it, it goes on and on. It's becoming worse than ever before. And like I said, I do not see this trend to be, to be changing or stopping. I don't think anyone has really learned their lesson yet. I don't see the proof for that. I'm expecting, and that's the harsh truth, I'm expecting that most of these, these especially women in these generations, will not only grow old, they will really become depressive. And at some point in time, probably even think about the, how to end their life at, you know, in some shape or form. Not that they should. Not that I'm promoting this. I would never do that. But, you know, this is, this is the end result of a train that, is stopping, that has stopped moving. A ship that sailed the sky a long time ago. They're looking for something that they cannot have. I've read and met, I've met a woman, for fuck's sake, I told about this the story uh, once before. It was actually a longer time ago. It was a time when I, before I was married. There was a woman working with a friend of mine, being her, her his, his partner, only business-wise. There was nothing going on between the two. Both of them were married. And for some reason, this chick, okay, back then around 50 or something, or 45, around that, that time, she left her husband, left the kids, disappeared almost in an overnight scenario, very sudden, very fast, without communication, and just disappeared to a guy who obviously has something to offer for her that she never experienced before. This could be very intense, specific kinds of sex. It can be more money and power or role play, anything in that, in that regard. But she had a good life in Germany. She had a caring husband. She had two beautiful kids or still has them. A, a good reputation, a job, a bookstore that she took care of. And it was all boring to her. It was not worth it. So she threw everything in the garbage, left her husband in the middle of the fucking night, and just disappeared. No real explanation as to why. No explanation, what did I do wrong? You know, what is it that you're looking for? Why shouldn't we talk about it? Nothing. Even the kids fucked them. I want to be free. I want to, be, I want to get fucked like a cheap whore. That was the program. That was what was going on. There was enough people who knew about this. 
They figured out the details. They had the information from her personally. A lot of stuff happened there. This is one of many, many, many examples of what is going on in today's world. Okay? And I've, I've known people from work who suffered through this, this shit. I've, I, there are so many stories about the same kind of scenario. Men being tricked. Men being, being, being tricked into all sorts of, of, of devious plans of getting his money, making him suffer, abusing him, mostly for financial reasons. And again, I'm asking you, why should this change? Why should I trust or you trust anyone at all in this kind of, of environment and, 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 and country even? Why would you even go to that length? Do not get married, for fuck's sake. Just don't. I would not believe any person I meet online in this day and age. Not At least not in this country. I don't trust anyone. I have no reason to. You have to be careful as fuck before something happens to you. It could be that these platforms lead to a next uh, chain of reactions because I don't think that these women are letting go from their goals of achieving a better life. More convenience, more money, more, more freedom. This, this should not be even possible in a country like this. There should be laws against this kind of abuse, but there's nothing. Why, why would there be anything? You know, we're so fucking progressive, we don't care. You know, everyone deserves a kind of freedom, so fuck that. So it's easy to date someone and force a child upon this relationship and then dumping in and trying to get his money because it's possible in Germany. Much easier than you think because the government, okay, the law system, the feds are always on the side of the woman. 99.9% for fucking sure. I am not ever going to do that mistake. And if I do, fuck's sake, uh, there is not a bridge that is too high for me to jump. Or let's say it's, it can't be high enough. Stuff like that. Whatever. Never mind. My name is Dean Laxer and I have been super disappointed by the current development of society. I am very critical about the future. I don't think we have one. But, you know, of course, in all this chaos, there are probably a few percent of decent people out there that you can meet that who are worth meeting and dating and maybe even having a relationship with them. So if you do find these people, no matter online or real life, you should maybe explore that a bit more. Of course, you know, I'm not really against this kind of happiness, but I'm also saying that you should be careful. You should never depend your happiness on someone. This is why I cannot take these dating apps any, any more serious than I need to. It's, for me, it's not real. It's not useful either, and it's just a waste of time. If you still haven't learned your lesson from this stuff, no matter if you're men or if you're a man or a woman, it doesn't, I don't care. Whatever sex you are, whatever gender, I don't give a fuck. Stick to yourself first and foremost. If you feel unhappy, think about the reasons why you're unhappy. Dig deep. Ask yourself even the most inconvenient questions. The most uncomfortable truths have to surface for you to find any kind of progress or understanding of your own misery and how to, to destroy it. How to change things. 
how to become a better person, a better, a better version of yourself to be satisfied. If that goal is reached, you can do anything you want. Everything will be fine because you won't be crushed that easily anymore because you're satisfied. You're fine with yourself. You love yourself. Most people don't do that. And that's the reason why I, why I think we have a much more bigger problem than just these online apps. The problem lies within us, within all of us. But who knows? You know, the future might be still worth saving. Who knows? Anyway, um, my advice to everyone is still, like I said, stick to yourself. Uh, think about your life. Think about what it is that you really, really, really want. And do not make it about the other person. Do not make it about, oh, I, I want to find the love of me life. No, you don't. That person might come into your life. But you will have a much higher chance of actually finding that person if you're fine with yourself. Because if you don't, the, the main thing that is going to happen is that you will just radiate from your personality, the way you behave, the body language, the tone in your voice, the way you present yourself on the outside will always be much more visible than anything else you say. And it will just advertise your loneliness and your desperation that you're looking for something that you cannot get. And people sense that. They sense it in women, men sense it in women, and most women sense it a lot in desperate men. And that's not good. It's also one of the reasons why desperate men should never ever date down to a level that is not good for them. Other websites, other you know, streamers or podcasters or YouTubers have talked about the same issue. Just don't date down. There is no point. You're just going to grow even more bitter and frustrated inside. There is no joy that can be found. Don't go there. Just stay true to yourself once again. Do something with your life. Do something with the time that you have. Ignore these online apps. Ignore all this bullshit. Of course, I make it easy you know, with my claim I'm going online through an, an Asian dating app. But again, the experience is different. There's a much more realistic option to meet someone there as a preparation for your vacation. Or maybe more than that if you, get my, if you catch my drift here. But everything that we have touched here so far is just a, just a complete lie. It's all nonsense. We're just playing with each other, these cats and mouse games, and nothing is happening from it. And everyone is still pissed off and disappointed. Oh, gee, I wonder why. So make, make something up, okay? Come up with an idea. Make a, create some new hobbies, a real one. Try to gain a skill, learn a language, get a new job, uh, train for something. You know, maybe do a different kind of sport activities or go hiking. Maybe go on vacation by yourself and just explore the world because you can. Nothing is stopping you unless you say to yourself, then of course nothing is going to happen. Then nothing is going to change. I, from for my, my own sake, I feel much more, dare I even say, satisfied because I am alone. And I can use that, 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 that solitude of mine to use it wisely into other activities, something that gives me more joy than interactivity with people I cannot trust. That does not mean I avoid all people, but I'm trying to avoid those who really piss me off. And believe me, a lot of them do.
No surprise. I have learned my lessons. I have learned my mistake. And I have learned that I should not take shit from other people and waste my time. I am the one who makes me happy. I am that person. And so are you. And that's exactly the mindset you need. You, you are happy if you have understood that lesson, if you've understood what it means to be alive. It's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's not about anything of those things in between. It's about just enjoying the fact that you're here and using that time wisely by just maybe traveling or doing something else, something productive, or doing something that makes that fulfills you in a different kind of a higher sense of existence, if you will. Consciously, you have to be in touch with something out there that reflects your own personal genius that you are, that you have, and embrace it, work towards it, you know, get more from it. And other people will see that you're worth something because you take care of yourself and you're interested in so many different things. You're trying to get a broader understanding of the world, maybe, or of yourself. That is not only interesting to other people, it's enlightening, it's inspiring, and also attractive. So just don't look at the watch, don't look at the clock. Nobody gives a fuck how old you are. Just do what you want to do to find pleasure in it. And even if it's just trying to be good at card games, so what? There is no shame in those things. And there shouldn't be. Anyway, that's all I have for, for now. I am making some progress with my, my studies. My, uh, my next lecture it has been completed now. My story for my test. And if you really want to know, it's actually a funny one. I'd like to talk about this just briefly and then end the podcast. Because once again, I'm over, over 50 minutes in and destroying or wasting your time. I'm so sorry about that. But I just want to get this off my chest. Um, this chapter is about romances between teenagers. You know, the first love experience, the first uh, sense of love. Uh, and that is a, a difficult topic, even for me, because I did not have the most prettiest or nicest uh, teenage years or teenage experience. So, what is this? There's a software update being forced upon me? I don't get that. I don't want that right now. Interesting is that I, I have many many pop-ups about updates. I think Apple is doing a good job in maintaining solid structure updates here. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, the teenage story. Um, the main task was to invent or create this uh, so-called romance. So I was trying hard to figure out if there was anything in from my past that I could use to create a story maybe loosely based on my experiences or something else in that regard. But I, I couldn't really find a scenario that was satisfying enough to write. I'm not saying that this story is completed. Um, I'm only, you're, you're only supposed to create the first part of the story to give away, to fabricate a pattern in your story to set up this, this idea and pitch it to my teacher. That's all you need to do. But the idea has to be convincing enough to give them an understanding of a teenage problem, uh, problems and troubles. So in my, in my search for an idea, and I needed a lot of time to figure out something, 
um, I noticed that it might be more fun and interesting to imagine not a boy falling in love with a girl, but a girl instead and trying to get inside the girl's head of what it is that she might feel and how troubling she experienced the, the, the world around her and her environment, the school and stuff like that. Because the main, uh, the main plot, how this begins, is a teenage girl of maybe 15 years old. Maybe I haven't made, made up my mind about the age and I'm not talking about ages here. Not really. It's all about just kids in school making their first experiences. And she has a, a, a lifelong friend, someone whom she has known since childhood days, kindergarten days, you know, because their parents were friends. So they grow up as neighbors or friends too. And it was normal for them. So they grow up or grew up as best buddies, female, male, that's it. And now that, you know, days have progressed and they have become teenagers and, you know, just things change, your body changes and you have your first um, maybe romantic or even sexual sensations of, of, of sorts, which happens. Germany is much more open about this stuff than any other country as far as I know. And um, the story goes that she is witnessing how her best friend is living a much better life now with his first real true love, uh, at least we, we're supposed to believe that or I want people to believe that. And he's, she's hopelessly looking at him and f realizing for the first time that she actually feels something for him that wasn't there before or not as visible as it was before. So now she's heartbroken and jealous and trying to get back at him, but she doesn't know how. His girlfriend is uh, called Julia, is a massively beautiful, dark-skinned girl from you know, different genes, different heritage, and she is very popular in the school. Not an arrogant person, no, just a, a beautiful, uh, beautiful, very social, kind and helpful woman who has all the traits from the looks to the personality to just flash you and amaze you by her, her presence. And it so happens that her best friend has become her boyfriend. And that is devastating enough for her because she doesn't know how to deal with that. That's the, the premise and the basics of the story because from the looks of it, she's a redhead. She's, uh, she doesn't have the face. She doesn't have the attributes. She doesn't have the same big boobs. She's not as popular. She's like more of a redheaded nerd who likes video games perhaps, that kind of stuff, and shares that with her friend. But he has other thoughts and other points of interest. And that's the, the trouble where the story begins to set up this idea. And I'm pretty happy with the result. Those few pages that I've wrote make much more sense to me now uh, than it did before when I started writing them. So I'm, I don't think I'm going to follow this idea very much, but I have a good feeling about the concept. I'm going to send this away and uh, expect a reasonable positive result. I would be surprised if this goes to shit, but most of my tests have been very positive. I make mostly like just A's and sometimes a B. So I'm a pretty, I think I am a good student by now. So um, when this is done, I have a few more left and then I can call this course a day and concentrate on real stuff like real manuscripts, real ch a child book concepts, and of course my novel because the fantasy novel has been put on hold as long as I'm still not finished with this. That was the only update I have for you guys. I'm done for now. Um, 
Take care, stay healthy, stay positive, and see you soon. Bye-bye.